0: The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Hey, how's it going? This is WWE's Lita and you're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome everyone to Perched on the Top Rope. It is I, your perch correspondent Justin Largito, and I am here with former dirt sheet white writer Lee Walker. Lee, how's it going today, man? Doing pretty good, my man. How about you? That's good. I'm good. Uh, we're here to talk about some wrestling, some uh big things to start the year of 2023 this past week. Uh beginning with New Japan's annual Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, pay-per-view pretty much new japan's wrestlemania uh this was the 17th installment where the main event was uh okada kazuchika okada against jay white for the iwgp world title uh no surprise okada wins lol the john cena of new japan i like to call him uh but doesn't get the same kind of hate john cena does which i don't understand but that's another story for another day Uh, Definitely not the most notable thing that happened on Wrestle Kingdom, though. We had FTR losing their last set of tag titles. Uh, Previously, they lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles at Ring of Honor Final Battle a few weeks ago to the Briscoes in that double dog collar match. Uh, This past week, actually, I believe it was the day after Christmas, FTR lost the AAA A tag team titles and now they have lost the IWGP tag team titles so uh it's it's been heavily rumored that FTR may be out of AEW and either going back to W.B. or just taking some time on the indies when their deal is up I believe this spring uh and this is definitely a sign of that because now they're they're titleless you know and they're feuding with the guns on AEW so <laughs> there's not much going on for FTR right now
1: Yeah, I I find it interesting because, you know, Dax uh, Hardwood has his own podcast now, right?
0: Yes. And
1: he did talk about, you know, kind of what was going on on that episode that, you know, he did reveal that their contracts are up in the spring. And he said something along the lines of that maybe they're looking to not wrestle on television or national television. That is for a while, which would to me speculate all sorts of things. Uh, there are internet wrestling shows out there like MLW, like an impact wrestling, even though they are, they have a, they're on a TV network that would be, I would seemingly also include like, again, still new Japan, AAA. to me, that would exclude WWE, but maybe they're looking at more of high school gyms and bingo halls style, independent scene. You know, that's a scene that, you know, is literally your right to passage to the big leagues of, you know, the WWE, the Impact Wrestling, and AEW, and, and things to that nature. So, you know, maybe they're just going to go go check out the indie scene, see what it's like, wrestle a bunch of newcomers, see who's out there that is on the independent scene that's, you know, making waves and making names for themselves that they want to take on. But there's also that fact that, yes, you can make it on the independent scene, and... Uh, be wealthy. I remember at one point the Young Bucks had even tweeted we're on the independent scene and we make six figures a year. I mean, this is like what, 2015, 2016, this was tweeted out. Right. So, I mean, you can make it on the independent scene 1000%, but uh, guaranteed money is guaranteed money. But those two Dax and Cash are are very, 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 very into the idea of the professional wrestling scene. You know, they are professional wrestlers. Uh, They are among the greatest in the current tag team division that's all over the world. I find it interesting, though, that you bring up them going back to WWE because it seems like we're getting like a revitalization again of the tag team division in WWE. Right. New Day, Usos, Viking Raiders. It seems like a lot of things are going on in their tag team division right now, even though one team holds both straps. I mean, that can change, as we know, but maybe they do head back to WWE. You know, everybody, sorry, everybody likes Triple H, and Triple H has been bringing back the macho man's cream of the crop, if you will. So, I mean, you can't go wrong there, but.
0: Yeah. No, and, you know, I'll say it right here. Honestly, the idea of them going back to WB honestly it doesn't interest me too much. And I, I can't say it doesn't interest me. I just fear for how their booking would be if they do go back to WB. Um, you know, it's not like it was at one point with Vince in charge and the stop and, start and stop pushes and everything, and their tag team division definitely has had more of an emphasis, and there are a lot of good teams in NXT that are getting ready to be called up with this year, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know... Dax has said in the past like Road Dogg wasn't a big fan of him and I don't know if that has changed since they were in WB and then I kind of think back to that segment from the 25th anniversary of Raw a few years ago where they were in the Manhattan Center and DX and the Baller Club just buried FTR right there on the spot you know and I think even Dax said Sean said something to him that was kind of insulting at one point at that show I don't remember the exact quote Dax kind of put out about that, but it seems like not everyone is in the best, you know, camp there when it comes to the people in charge and FTR. So I'm not sure. I'm just I don't really have a good feeling about them going back to WB. I would rather, you know, I would rather see them in AEW. Uh, I'd rather see them do the Indies. I'd rather. I would love to see FTR and Impact Wrestling. If I'm being honest. I wish they would have made a stop there on this tour where they're winning all these tag titles and won the Impact tag team titles. Uh, Another one, even though the promotion doesn't have much buzz around it right now, I could see them going to the NWA 100%. You know, revitalize that tag team division, get some buzz around that promotion. But, yeah, the future of FTR, we'll we'll see what happens this spring. I don't think they're going to re-sign a deal. Uh, Maybe they'll stick around AEW on a per-appearance deal. Who knows? There's still a lot of time between now and then. So, literally, it's just a waiting game at this point. But, while we're on the topic of FTR, uh, Dax Harwood started a podcast this past week called FTR. Uh, And he spoke about the CM Punk situation with the Elite and Brawlout and every topic regarding that. Actually, the episode was named Punk, so is an hour of talking about CM Punk and going into their friendship and uh I guess it stemmed from the feud with MJF because if you remember FTR was in the pinnacle with MJF so Punk and FTR were working a lot together and you know they love Bret Hart they're uh <laughs> that's not a secret uh and Bret Hart loves them too but Bret Hart fucking hates Bill Goldberg um <laughs> Had to get that in there. Uh, But they talked a little bit about it, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but to the extent was said that Dax would like to see Punk come back to AEW in hopes that the elite uh, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Punk can just make it work. Uh, We've talked about the uh, all-out media scrum in detail on this podcast. I've said my piece with it. Uh, you know, I don't think Punk is coming back to AEW. I really, I don't see a way everyone can work together after everything that happened. And honestly, I'm still very shocked that you know Omega and the Bucks still have positions as EVPs in that company.
1: Yeah, and you know, speaking of Omega, what a match with him and uh, Will Osprey, dude. We're I've forty the, end of the year. I was going to say, we're four days in right, to the new year. And all I've seen on social media is that's match of the year and we're four days in.
0: Yeah, man. It was fucking nuts. Uh, Definitely the match I was looking forward to m- most going into Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Omega's first match in Japan since 29- 2019, right? Uh, because it was before AEW, but right at the beginning of the year. So, Omega's first match in New Japan and Tokyo Dome in four years. Uh, definitely a lot of hype around that. And, you know, they definitely didn't disappoint. This I would say, personally, this had kind of a stone-cold Bret Hart WrestleMania 13 feel behind it in the match. Uh, with Osprey just fucking bleeding all over the place and Omega just killing him the whole time. And, you know, I'm not too surprised by the outcome. Kenny Omega is the new iwgp united states champion uh you know we'll see where it goes from here i'm curious because we do have the uh the match seven of the best of seven series for the trios titles next week you know do we see an appearance from aussie open and uh uh will osprey the united empire do we start a few off of that with uh the elite winning the trios titles i don't know we'll see but it's definitely possible coming out of this
1: gonna be real interesting and you know that wasn't the only thing that came out of wrestle kingdom 17 we saw uh kari zane you know win you know her iwgp women's championship she retained and uh it was who came out after that yep that that shocked everybody or maybe it didn't shock everybody because, you know, when the entrance was made, there wasn't a lot of noise made by the crowd.
0: Yeah, but, but I also think with something like that, they recently just letting started letting fans cheer at these events for New Japan uh, before you could literally only clap. So I think it's more getting used to that for them.
1: So mercedes Monet makes her New Japan Pro Wrestling debut, the former Sasha Banks of WWE, and uh, goes to give a little handshake to Kari and hits what is seemingly going to be her new finishing move. And she's already off to a great start with Botchamania.
0: I was going to say, I hope she executes that a little bit better in the future.
1: So, fans, if you go and look online on YouTube, you can find a video side-by-side of her in New Japan Pro Wrestling doing the move, but her practicing the move in practice and how it's supposed to look. I I don't really know if it was Sasha's fault if it was Kari's fault. Kari hit the ground faster than I think Sasha anticipated because Sasha was still standing. Right. Even with the move done right, it still doesn't look right to me for some reason. Uh, it's like, it's a, uh, guys, it's like a Eddie Guerrero, uh, almost like Guerrero special or gory bomb, like where he's got him on the back holding the hands, you yeah. know, and the that the feet are up like on their knees being stretched out and then you let go of one arm and flip the person over to your, to, to the front of you and hit a DDT. And when she went to execute it, Kari went like almost kind of like an arm drag, but Kari hit the ground and Kari was on the ground and Sasha was still standing and Sasha had to like quickly drop. It just didn't look right. And, um, To be honest, in my opinion, it took away from her debuting. Uh, The lack of crowd reaction really took away from the whole thing for me. Mm -hmm. The headpiece she was wearing made no sense to me that if you're coming out and you're not wrestling a match... She came out full ring gear, like with the whole entrance and everything. And coming out in the ring gear, I can understand, but like the robe she came out in, the head that big headpiece she came out came out in made no sense to me whatsoever, very well knowing what you were going to do. And you're not even having a match. So why why have it on? Like what do you like why?
0: Listen, dude, when I saw her come out wearing that ring gear, I thought New Japan was gonna go full DB and give us a impromptu women's title match and have uh mercedes win it on night one
1: um no i was waiting for teddy long to come out and be like (laughs) tonight player you going one-on-one with the undertaker
0: holla 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 that's
1: what i was waiting for
0: oh man
1: and they wasted no time she's got pro wrestling tees merch up she's got a uh a fucking brawler.
0: The already, art and everything like, done. Like you
1: know, like they weren't they weren't messing around. She's out here chasing that paper. And one of the things that she even said in the um media scrum afterwards. Uh obviously she's gonna go for pesos. She brought that up, which means at some point we're gonna see her in AAA. Uh and, you know, this is her uh She's on a on a world domination tour, so to speak. Uh, we did find out yesterday that she's signed a deal with Aew. The rumor is it's a six match deal. I can't presume she's going to stay anywhere in particular long, Justin if she's going to bounce around from, you know, various companies and, you know, seemingly kind of do what Cody Rhodes did or a Matt Cardona is doing right now. You know what I mean? Um, the only problem I have with it, I don't think she's anything special.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. The debut for me kind of left a little bit to be desired. Uh, while I have it, my what do you think about the hair that Sasha, or like I'm still calling her Sasha, but uh, Mercedes had with the flames kind of burning away the blue blue hair?
1: Honestly, I thought it was kind of neat because like I kind of put it in like a Bam Bam Bigelow perspective type deal with like his tattoo on his head with the the flames on his head and everything. Even though I know that's not what it was, uh, when I first saw it. I didn't know it was flames, to be honest with you. I was like, what the hell am I looking at?
0: I thought it was cheetah print.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I legitimately had no idea.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Something about it. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure how I felt about it, but, uh, coming out of this, we did, uh, see, or excuse me, coming out of this, we did hear that Sasha or here, here I am calling her Sasha again, Mercedes Monet, that will, uh, take a lot of, a lot of getting used to Mercedes Monet will be challenging Kyrie for the IWGP women's championship at battle in the Valley. In San Jose, California, uh, I believe that's February eighteenth. That match will be taking place, but again, not wasting any time with Mercedes Monet and you know wanting to get her into that IWGP Women's Title picture right off the bat. So, Kari and is
1: the first. Do you think they'll strap it on Mercedes?
0: One hundred and ten percent. I was just about to say that.
1: Okay i'm with you on that to be honest with you i feel it's gonna go i you know i i feel bad for kari but
0: yeah it's wrong wrong place wrong time for her unfortunately but new japan's you know their outlook is they're gonna put that title on the biggest star possible and whether you like it or not mercedes monet the former sasha banks is the biggest star they could possibly put that title on
1: well considering what she's getting paid per appearance absolutely right You know, she's the highest paid New Japan has and uh, got to a point that Chris Jericho tweeted out about it because he wasn't happy that uh, his price tag was known. So he kind of got upset about it. But, you know, it is what it is. Good for her. I don't personally think she's worth that. But there was also a heavy rumor going around, Justin, as we're also a collectibles uh, kind of people, as I have ring-worn gear You have literally ring skirts, turnbuckles from Impact, all sorts of various figures and things like that, ladies and gentlemen, which you can check out that that show on Wednesdays, as right now we're doing a Hasbro review, uh, Perched on the Top Shelf, YouTube, and Apple Podcast under Perched on the Top Rope. So what's made it interesting is... Fans out of Japan have gotten onto the figure collecting forums uh particularly on Facebook and Sasha apparently was selling ring gear for upwards of $20,000 I can't pay that
0: yeah. I would never pay that. <laughs> I can't say I could either
1: I think like the most expensive thing I was ever offered was one of gold dust robes. And it was one of the early years because uh, Terry has it and she had contacted me on it. And I kind of regret not buying it, but it was five grand. And I was just like, "Ooh, I would love that.
0: Honestly, I think that's kind of a deal for like a OG Goldust robe.
1: Oh, uh, this, this robe is huge too. It was one of the ones that was gold with the black in it and the silver. It looked honestly like one of his 2002 ones, like when he, you know, um came back. Yeah. But it wasn't. And uh yeah. I just I I couldn't phantom twenty thousand dollars when her husband makes it for her
0: and i think it's interesting to point out that wasn't sasha banks charging 20 grand or 30 grand for appearances yeah so apparently her gear is worth the 20 grand
1: <laughs> yeah right
0: so just something on point now
1: <laughs> yeah for real you know and earlier you brought up uh Okada defeating Jay White. What I find interesting here is, isn't Jay White signed to AEW and Impact Wrestling also?
0: These contracts are so all over the place. I I don't even know like who's signed where and how long they're signed anymore. Because remember, when AEW the inception of AEW, if you remember, you know Cody, the Bucks, Omega, and I believe Hangman Page as well, all signed five year deals back in twenty nineteen. And in 2019, everyone was signing a five-year deal for AEW. I think Britt and Jungle Boy did, too. Uh, but, you know, if that's the case, why is Cody's contracts expiring in 2022? Why are the Bucks, or excuse me, they are up at a tw- end of 2024, so that makes a little more sense. And why is Omega's, you know, coming up later at some point later this year? You know, a lot of renegotiating, it seems like, with these contracts.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, the only reason why I brought it up is because, you know, we know Jay White also has uh, a loser leaves Japan match coming up. Right. So, like, that would kind of give me speculation that he's coming back to the States. So, I mean, that's what I would at least assume. We haven't seen him in impact, we have not seen him in. AEW. So that's what that's, that's what I was, I was real curious about. And I, I know that uh, China and Japan have like really, really strict COVID rules. So I think maybe, you know, maybe that's playing a factor, but uh, I wasn't really sure on that, to be honest with you. So that, I mean, that's why I brought that up.
0: Yeah. But as you said, uh, New Year's dash this past week, the night after Wrestle Kingdom, it was announced that Jay White and Hikaleo would be having a Loser Leaves Japan match at a later date uh, to be announced. Which, you know, sparks a whole thing. Is Jay White on his way out of New Japan Pro Wrestling? I have I personally have no clue, you know, when Jay White's deal with them is up. I don't know if it's up at the end of the month. I don't know if it's up in the middle of the year. I, I have no idea. But when you see when you hear this. You know, especially with New Japan, as we've seen in the past with an AJ Styles, uh Gallows and Anderson, Nakamura. It raises the question are they gonna go to JB? You know, is Jay White gonna enter the Royal Rumble? That that's the conversation that usually comes up every year around this time, uh, from a New Japan star. I remember Kenny Omega used to happen every single year for some reason. But you know, we could see Jay White end up in AEW full time. That's absolutely a possibility. Uh, definitely see him going AEW more than I do impact. But, you know. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with, with that. There's not really anything out right now that tells us, you know, is Jay White staying? Is Jay White leaving? Uh maybe Hikaleo's leaving, and this is a red herring. Who knows? But that's usually not the case with stuff like this.
1: Yeah. No, nah, not with these. New Japan's one of those companies, like, yeah, we don't mess around.
0: Right. You can't make your title defense, boom, strip to your fucking title.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not, they don't, they don't mess around with that shit. Like,
0: what fuck is an interim champion.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I just knew that he had the contract with AEW because Tony Khan made the mistake of what the Forbidden Door really meant. Right. You know, so just, just a little something i was thinking about you know speaking of aew what do you think of their new set
0: so i don't hate it i think it's definitely a big improvement i am gonna miss the tunnels i did say this to actually our uh you know our co-host alex uh that i will miss the tunnels because it did remind me of you know the old tna set from the the impact zone in universal studios but you know they went the whole you know all LED screen route, they do still have, you know, an entrance for the heels, and an entrance for the faces, so I can appreciate, appreciate them keeping that detail, but overall, I think it's good. We'll see more of it in the coming weeks, and I think they can just improve on it from here, uh, but, you know, this is the first real facelift for Dynamite, uh, any AEW show, really, since its inception, uh, because everything's pretty much been the same since 2019, when you really think about it. Uh, Other than the match graphics changing from points, but, you know, uh, everything, you know, booking wise is still the same. They got the same stories going, Uh, but for the first week and the new look, I'm, I I think it's pretty cool. I'm down for it.
1: I was happy to see it. I can tell you that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought the the crowd for the lighting with the crowd was a lot better. Among other things, you know. Uh, unfortunately it's one of those things that you kind of have to update you know especially with technology being the way that it is non-stop right you know and also on that show justin apparently we play hot potato with the tnt championship am i right
0: yeah, uh, after having it on Wardlow for so long, we are not wasting any time on uh, hot potatoing this title again, like it was at the beginning of the year with Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky, or excuse me, the beginning of 2022. We're in a new year. I'm still still getting used to it, so give me a break, everyone. But Darby Allen defeated Samoa Joe to become a two time TNT champion, and you know, good for Darby. You know, hometown boy winning the title. A cool moment, you know, Sting came out proud dad. But my thing with this they just started this, you know, gimmick with Samoa Joe. Uh they did the heel turn with him a few weeks ago and he's coming out and he's the king of television. He's got the Ring of Honor television title and the TNT championship. He's the king of television. He has all of them. And it only lasted what, a month and a half since full gear? Yeah. You know, they didn't really do much with it. He, Joe, you know, last week they did that whole segment with Wardlow, Joe cutting off his ponytail, uh, you know, getting the heat on Joe. So it's like, okay, we kind of we're off to the races here. We're going to get something going with Joe. He's going to be full heel and, you know, go from here. Yeah. And by the way, that, that ending just made Wardlow, like, fuck Wardlow, you know, that's what that ending made him look like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Complete. For heat. Real. You know, I, I the only th- cool thing that happened was like when AEW went off there, Dynamite. Uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but a few years ago, AEW actually signed a sixteen-year-old in high school.
0: Yeah, Nick Wayne,
1: and uh, he was he was there that night, and Darby had him come in the ring. He's graduating from high school this year, so Darby promised him a shot at that TNT championship. When he gets to AEW, which is pretty cool, I thought.
0: Yeah, and I was wondering about him recently. I didn't realize he was sixteen when he was signed. I thought he was uh, seventeen when he was signed, so I figured he was more in the area of eighteen, nineteen now.
1: Yeah, no, he'll be graduating uh, this this year. Sure, Yeah, sure. that's you know that's actually a uh, pretty pretty interesting and pretty awesome. Uh, you know. You want to know what else is actually really awesome? Hmm. How about that news the other day that the Wall Street Journal dropped that Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon wants to or is going to return to WWE? That's pretty freaking crazy.
0: Look, I'm, I'm really hoping for the best here. Uh, you know, I know it's the Wall Street Journal reporting it. I, I'm no doubt my mind. Vince is trying to get back in this fucking company. You can't tell me otherwise.
1: So, I'm really
0: oh, go go ahead, Lee. I'll, I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let you take the stand here. So the
1: rumor is, is that Vince had come out with a statement. He's not going to interfere with anything that is going on related to what's on television, storytelling, and things like that, he's coming back to oversee the selling of WWE, which when that came out, the WWE stocks jumped like $4 a share instantly, which I'm a stockholder, which I was pretty happy for. So whoever ends up buying the company, your stock better be more than what WWE is so that mine goes up and I just make a shit ton off it.
0: Oh man. Lee Lee's getting ready to expand the collection.
1: Lee's getting ready to like if something like that could happen, Lee would literally retire, build a big ass warehouse and it would just be a collection. <laughs> Straight up. I'd have like I'd have my own museum and it wouldn't be in a wouldn't be a kiosk in a hockey rink. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to move on from there. Um Yeah. The, you know, Wall Street Journal came out with the story on Vince. Uh, the, the notion that he won't be involved in any creative decisions or oversee any kind of booking on TV. Vince McMahon says a lot of fucking things. Let me tell you something. He says a lot of things. Doesn't mean they're true. Doesn't mean they're false. This McMahon is quite the character as we have come to see over the years. So, look, I'm hoping for the best with this. We we know, we know he's been wanting to sell this company for years now. That's why they cut people left and right and try to keep the stock in the green. Like, we know. But I wish the man would just retire and be done.
1: yeah like i mean if he's only gonna come back for the sale of it i'm totally okay with that to be honest with you i i I do not want him to interfere in anything else that's going on with wwe uh we've talked about this plenty of times with rob Hawkman, former wwe writer former uh host of the show you can check out those clips and uh videos video is on YouTube at youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You can go back and listen to those older episodes on Apple podcast at perched on the top rope uh, where we've talked about even upwards to last year, WWE being for Sal, uh, NBC being a, a lead buyer and, you know, Rob now works at Disney. So he hears it all the time that Disney is a front runner to purchase WWE which would be rather interesting uh, whoever ends up buying WWE it's going to rather be interesting no matter what because then at that point they can really shake things up which would yeah. be, re- be real interesting to see what happens there um, yeah the world was buzzing man the world was buzzing on that
0: so Don't be surprised if WrestleMania moves from SoFi Stadium to Disneyland uh, in California this upcoming April. But we will, you know, actually, I I wouldn't be opposed to that, to be honest with you. I I think a cool, like, uh, Disney castle in the background with the pyro going off wouldn't be terrible. I think it'd be a cool visual. Mickey Mouse could host the show. Fuck it. Why not? Oh, (laughs) i to work folks. That's exactly how I picture it too, is the best yeah, part. Right?
1: <laughs> right? Like oh man. That'd be but... a, that'd be a field day right there. I, I don't I'd go to Disney for that though.
0: Okay, I, I mean, would too Disney.
1: It's Disney, why wouldn't you, right? Right. Well, there's a uh, new record broken, Justin.
0: Oh yeah, but
1: you know where it is? What's that? The Impact Wrestling. Ooh, Josh Alexander now holds the record for being the longest reigning Impact World Champion, beating out the likes of Robert Roode. AJ Styles, Sting, and I believe Christian Cage.
0: Yep.
1: Pretty impressive. Congratulations, Josh Alexander. We've interviewed Josh Alexander. You can check those videos out at YouTube.com slash perched on the top rope and check it out on Apple podcast at perched on the top rope. Justin, do you have any vlogs coming up that fans should be looking for?
0: I do. So uh, currently I'm working on the Icons of Wrestling vlog from Philadelphia in the old ECW arena, which was a fun time. I was glad to take a picture in the men's bathroom in front of that ECW mural. Never did I think I would ask somebody else to take a picture of me in the men's bathroom, but, you know, a lot of things happen in life that you don't expect. So I'm working on getting that done. Uh, there will be more figure unboxings and reviews coming to the channel, which I can't wait for. And, you know, last show I was at was Survivor Series for War Games in Boston. We are not slowing down in the new year. Starting with the 30th anniversary of Raw in Philadelphia. Uh, that will be actually my 100th show that I have attended in my lifetime uh two weeks after that thank you lee thank you for the applause uh two weeks after that'll be a raw brooklyn uh definitely got to go to msg for a house show in between there and then we have oh oh wrestlemania which is just chock full of events so i can't wait for everything to you know be put together in a vlog for that but you know we ain't slowing down this year we're keeping going
1: Yeah. We're going to need to bring like all our equipment for that. That's going to be a good time. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out Wednesdays with perched on the top shelf as Justin. And I will pick back up with the continuization of reviewing of the Hasbro line. As we go series by series, and don't forget to check Justin out with those unboxings as he's talked about. And, uh, his vlogs at youtube.com slash and justin we trust we too have unboxing videos and things like that i have some really good ones coming up for you fans at youtube.com slash perched on the top rope you can also check out interviews with cowboy bob orton kevin nash brett azar who plays the iron Sheik and young rock vince russo and more all on that youtube channel you can also listen to them On our podcast, Anywhere Podcasts are found from Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, and Anywhere Podcasts are found, it's Perched on the Top Rope. And those are always Friday at 1230. You can check us out on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we've been posting hilarious videos, including a family Christmas... Tortilla Challenge uh, It's going to be a game that us Perch Boys are going to have to play because it's rather entertaining oh, as I
0: found goodness. out <laughs> it was a fucking you, can,
1: you can also see videos uh, from Selena Scenes where we recreate the best wrestling moments in professional wrestling history With Celine Dion, my heart will go on because that song makes everything better It's true Oh, it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also check us out. Oh, wait. If none of that tickles your fancy, I'm not done with TikTok, ladies and gentlemen, because you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. That's right. WCW Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, former booker, former this, former that, manager, you name it, he's done it in the industry. Kevin Sullivan getting humped by a dog. That's TikTok perched on the top rope. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. You can check us out on Twitter at perched top rope because perched on the top rope is apparently too long. Where's our blue check, by the way? Elon Musk, you're fucking us. Anyway, you can also check us out on Instagram where we have hilarious memes and other things related to the wrestling world. It's perched on the top rope podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of perched on the top rope. Just do us a favor and don't be a Karen Jarrett because otherwise we're going to have to get max caster up in here because Justin's friends with him. You can watch that video at youtube.com slash and Justin, we trust
0: it's true. We scissored.
1: That's true. So make sure you check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler freeze the way to be. We're out.
0: See ya. ya.